my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discovery.com slash credit card. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. Ten people died, including three children, and hundreds more were injured at rapper Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival in Houston, Texas. First-hand video footage on social media shows young people pleading with crew members to stop the performance because people in the crowd were unresponsive. But authorities say Travis Scott continued to perform for 37 minutes after Houston police and firefighters were called to what had been deemed a mass casualty event. Travis Scott even brought out rapper Drake for a guest appearance as many in the crowd screamed for help. It's not clear if Travis Scott knew the severity of the situation, but Scott does have a history of inciting crowds into dangerous behavior at his concerts. He's even faced charges for it at past concerts. And Live Nation, the company behind Astroworld, has a long history of safety violations. Now, the footage coming out of the event is horrifying. And because of Travis Scott's fan base, this was happening to very young people kids. 
I was getting winded. I was using all the energy I had left in me, and, and I came to the point where I was accepting my death. In a statement, Travis Scott says he didn't know people had died until after he'd left the stage. He also announced what he called a partnership with the therapy app BetterHelp to provide a free month of therapy to those impacted by the tragedy. Which, on its face, may sound great, but BetterHelp has also been called out for its murky policies regarding how they use the data of clients and how they treat mental health services in general. Now, to be clear, I am not an expert on digital health services, but Dr. Michael Amato, our show's producer and chief science officer, is. Michael is a psychologist who does research on digital health interventions, and he leads a data team that supports digital products, which has helped hundreds of thousands of people overcome addiction. Mike and I sat down with Jeff Gunther, a therapist who runs Therapy Den, a resource to match people with diverse therapists, who uses his platform on TikTok to warn people that apps like BetterHelp might not be as good as they seem. I am Jeff Gunther, licensed professional counselor. So Jeff, you run a resource called The Therapy Den. How did this resource come to be? Yeah, uh, so I've been a therapist, a practicing therapist since 2005. I started a local therapist directory in Portland. That's where I live. And the Portland therapist directory uh, grew and I learned um, about what therapists are wanting and what clients are wanting when they're looking for a therapist. Then back uh, like three or four years ago, I used all that knowledge to launch therapyden.com. And it was sort of like meant to counter another huge uh, therapist directory, Psychology Today. Psychology Today, you might be aware of like their magazine. You'll find Psychology Today's magazines like in all of the therapist waiting rooms. One of the things I don't like about their magazine is that basically over the like many, many decades that they've been producing their magazine, they um, primarily only have very good looking people on the cover, very skinny women um, that are predominantly white. So um, there's no diversity <clears throat> on their magazine cover. And that transfers over to their uh, therapist directory. <clears throat> which is sort of like always ranking as number one on Google. Uh, so they, you can't go to psychology today and find a therapist that is competently trained in racial justice or and that is competently um, trained in treating uh, transgender people. Or um, for the longest time, you couldn't search therapists by gender and they only had male and female gender. So there was like, I, I made therapy den, the therapy den directory to kind of like challenge them and force them or encourage them to evolve. And psychology today has been slowly kind of evolving. Um, I don't think that they totally meet the needs of modern clients, but they're doing something about it, and I'm happy about that. Uh, so Therapy Den was sort of like, all right, I'm going to like try to create this disruptive force in the therapist directory uh, field, which like isn't very big. Um, and so that was the main agenda. And then... Uh, we can get into it, but like back in 2015, when like BetterHelp and Talkspace started to become a thing, I was like, oh, okay, like there's somebody I need to target as well. I know when I was first looking for a therapist a few years ago, I knew that I wanted a Black woman. And that's partially because I had heard from my Black girlfriends of these awful mm -hmm. experiences of having to spend their time in therapy, you know, educating their white therapist about things like systemic racism. And I knew that I didn't want to do that. But Finding a Black woman therapist for me was incredibly difficult. It was like finding a needle in a haystack. 
Yeah, exactly. That isn't how therapy should be. Like you should not be spending time that you're paying for to educate your client or educate your therapist on who you are, your culture, your background, the language that you use, where you're coming from, you know, your your religion, your ethnicity. Uh, so that's why Therapy Den was created so that we can like create like a ton of filters so that you can like uh, figure out how you can find a therapist that already matches with you in, in lots of different ways. Um, and also I've like taken a stance on like, here are a ton of different questions that clients should be asking their therapist in the first session. If you're, uh, if you're black and you're seeing a therapist that's white, you need to ask that, that therapist, like, what makes you, how can you competently treat me? What do you know about my ethnicity? How do you feel when I, if I'm going to like talk about how racist white people are, like, what do you think about, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matters and uh, like all the protests. And like, there's just like hundreds of like questions that you could ask your therapist to make sure that they're a good fit for you. And I don't think that a lot of clients know that they can like interview their therapist on that first session and ask that therapist, tell me like the specific training that you've received. Talk, talk to me about like the supervisors and the consultation groups that you're in. So I know that, so that I know that you can competently treat me. So that's a whole thing. Yeah, I love that you're giving clients and just people the, the like empowering them with a language and tools to to advocate for themselves. I love that. Mm -hmm. So you talked about your relationship with these therapy apps that have really become ubiquitous in the last few years, things like BetterHelp and Talkspace. You know, when I first heard about these apps, they did really seem like an accessible way for folks to access like therapists, but so many therapists I've heard from do not like these apps. Can you tell me why that is? Yeah, but let's start there. Like, you're right. The the accessibility that these apps have, like, tapped into, it is so incredibly difficult. And I wish it wasn't. It's a systemic issue. But it's so incredibly difficult for somebody to just, like, find a therapist that's a good match for them. Um, there's a ton of searching that you have to do. There's confusing insurance that you have to, like, wade through. Um, it can be expensive. Uh, there's like a ton of roadblocks. So many therapists are booked, especially because everybody in the fucking world decided to get therapy at the same goddamn time, <laughs> which is totally fine. I get it. I understand. I love that you're getting therapy. Um, but therapists are so busy. So you're just like, you. even if you find a therapist who's a good match, it's incredibly frustrating because they might not have any openings. But then BetterHelp, Talkspace, Cerebral, other apps like that have come along and they're just like, hey, click a button. We are the Uber of therapy. Download the app, click this button, check the terms of service. Don't worry about reading it. It's confusing anyways. And we will set you up with a therapist. Just any therapist. Is it, gonna, is it a good match? I don't know. We hope so. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but like they've tapped into the accessibility part where it's just like, it, it's so understandable. Like people are getting so frustrated. So, of course, they're going to go to these apps, uh, especially like younger people that are used to doing that. Yeah, that is an excellent point uh, that they really did identify a true need that exists out there of it's difficult to find a therapist. And we talk a lot on this show about bad things that the Internet and tech bring to us. But I was talking with Bridget the other day, and one of the things she mentioned was how her favorite stories are about the, the great thing that the internet does to like bring people together or help somebody be seen or, or find whatever it is that they're looking for. And, mm -hmm. and it really seems like they 
sort of zeroed in on that and it, it is a real need that they've addressed. It is. It's a real need. And on the platforms, there are actually amazing therapists. Like my beef is not with the therapists that are contracted to like provide therapy. Uh, they are like trained uh, to, um, you know, and licensed and they're, they're great. Uh, so yeah, they tap into a need and somebody needed to do it. And it's because like, because therapists in private practice cannot all get their shit together. We're all running our own little individual small businesses. Um, so we can't all come together and like figure out how to solve this problem. It, it, it's not just therapists that need to come together. It's just like so many layers of everything that needs to come together in order to fix this. So these tech companies, which are super savvy, they were the ones that did it. So bravo, I hate you. You compared these apps to Uber and you know, it's one of those things like, should getting a therapist, should starting the journey to like deal with your trauma, unpack your issues, should that look like an Uber business model that we know has so much exploitation, whether it's the exploitation of drivers, the exploitation of rider, rider details and rider privacy, should, should that relationship mimic Uber? And I would argue, no, it shouldn't. That accessibility is good. The idea of having a therapist at your fingertips sounds great. But when you actually think about it harder, you're like, wait, should therapy be the same, be a similar kind of business framework as something like an Uber where you can get a ride at the, the push of a button and maybe this driver isn't being treated well and maybe they aren't being super careful with my data. Who knows? I don't know. The answers might be buried in the third page of some, you know, murky privacy document somewhere. Like, I'm not really sure. Should getting into a relationship with a therapist really be the same way that it is when you just like hail a taxi to your home? Yeah, I mean, no, I think not at all. And because, and like, you know, if uh, someone's driving you from the restaurant to your home, like, I don't know, I guess that person can kind of be anybody as long as they're, like, good enough. You know, they're not going to bother you. They're going to, like, be quiet, <laughs> whatever. They'll, they'll do what they need to do to get you from, like, point A to point B. But when you're looking for a therapist, it's not just, like, are they good enough? Are they going to, like, talk to you or listen? It's, like, are they actually qualified to treat you? Do they understand your experience in a, like, deep way? Um, and you need to shop around for therapists and talk to multiple therapists in order to find somebody who's a good enough match. Um, and instead of just being handed one, like Uber would do or like Talkspace or BetterHelp does. So, no, I don't think so. But there are um, apps and um, tech companies that like understand that BetterHelp is not doing this well and somebody else needs to do it better. Um, so there is a like a newer app that I think is maybe just in like Florida or Georgia right now called Hurdle. Have you ever heard of Hurdle? No. Yeah, it's. I just heard about it, and they contacted me to like let me know about what they're doing. Um, and they contacted me because they were like, "Hey, can you sponsor us uh, uh, on TikTok?" And I said, uh, "No," uh, but only because it sort of like conflicts with Therapy Den, where I'm trying to connect people. So it's, anyways. I love them and what they're doing, what they've started out doing, where they're like paying therapists well. We should talk about that with better help because um, they're not. 
Uh, and they're like making sure that all the therapists on the platform are competently trained in racial justice and social justice, and they're trans competent and queer competent, and they're continuously going through trainings. Um, they're, and so like they're doing it the right way. So there are apps and services out there that are starting to do it the right way, but better help and talk space. They're like these first movers that have amazing marketing, especially better help. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's, it might be hard to compete with them. It, it's, it's interesting that you say that they have better marketing, you know, because I've looked at your TikToks and uh, it, I think one of the big criticisms is how they harvest people's data and use it for marketing and advertising. And, uh, you know, I clicked through, I read their privacy form and yeah, they're just using all of your data, including your communications with your counselor uh, for third party marketing. And so it made me wonder like how much of their business model is actual therapy delivery and how much are they an advertising company? Exactly. Yes. They get so much amazing personal data on your mental health information, who you are, when was your, you know, are you suicidal? When was your last suicide attempt? How much money do you make? Uh, where do you live? Um, what are your pronouns? What's your sexual orientation? Uh, what's your gender? Like there's, they get the most detailed information about how much, how often you're talking to your therapist, if you're meeting your therapist goal, if you're meeting your counseling goals, like so much stuff. Um, incredibly valuable. I don't know like how much money they make off of it or if they make any money off it, if they're making all of their money off of that. Uh, but they, that, that information is incredibly valuable. And they did, um, they were a little bit more clear a few months ago when I made one of my like first TikTok videos about them and going through their privacy policy about like all the information that they collect. Since I sort of like exposed them and it got you know, over a million views of their like privacy policy, they've changed their privacy policy to make it so much more vague and so much more confusing and actually gives them so much more leeway when it comes to like sharing your data. They can share your data with their corporate partners. Do you know who their corporate partners are? Fuck no. Who the fuck knows? I have no idea. They don't list them. They can share it with their ad network. You know who's in their ad network? I have no fucking idea. Probably a ton of people. Um, they can, they can use it for marketing purposes and whatever the hell they want to use it for. Um, so we don't know why, what they're using for exactly. We don't know who they're sharing it with. We don't know how much money they're making off of it. And the only way that you can use their app is if you check off the terms of service, which like allows them to use all this information. Um, I would love it if they gave you an option to not like sell your data on my like HBO max subscription. There's a little checkbox that says, are we allowed? Can we like use your third party data? And I can just be like, Nope, BetterHelp doesn't do that. And why would they ever do it? Cause they're probably making a ton of money. Something else that I'd like to mention is that, you know, they're able to sell your information to third parties. And so if they sold your information to a company like Facebook, Ben, you think about all the different data that we know that Facebook is able to collect combined with whatever they have from your, your relationship with your counselor through BetterHelp. It becomes clearer, like we're not talking about little bits and pieces of data. They really can mine and harvest a real composite like portrait of who you are and sell that for profit. And I just, I, I'm, 
I just fundamentally believe that that is not how a relationship with a mental health specialist should look. And, and, and to me, there is not another word for that other than like exploitation. And like, I guess I really see it as this kind of capitalistic mining of the most sensitive stuff about us so that corporate interests can get better pockets. And it's just so de- depressing and demoralizing. Oh God, it is, it really is. Let's take a quick break. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Y'all know I love the internet, but a sad truth about it is that it can be a scary place, especially for women, people of color, and trans folks. We've talked to people on this podcast, whistleblowers, activists, and advocates who are making technology safer, who then become targets for doing that work. But the truth is, it can happen to any of us online. That's why I personally use and recommend Delete Me. Delete Me finds and removes any personal information you don't want online and makes sure it stays off. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls code nogirls. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. And we're back. So you might be thinking, what about HIPAA? The Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, a law that created national standards to protect patient health information from being disclosed without consent. Doesn't HIPAA prevent our health information from being used to sell things? In this case, the answer is not really. 
Our producer, Mike, works with health information, and that means he spends a lot of time dealing with HIPAA. Here's what he had to say. I work within the constraints of HIPAA every day, and I think it's probably one of the most misunderstood laws in America. People think HIPAA protects all of their health information all of the time, but it doesn't. HIPAA only applies to a very narrow set of actors and circumstances. Basically, it applies to healthcare providers and their contractors. Better Health is neither of those things. In a page on their website, convincingly titled Online Therapy Services, Are They Legit? Question mark, they repeatedly use phrases like HIPAA-compliant therapists. What they don't say is that the therapists are bound by HIPAA because they're providing healthcare, but Better Health the platform is not because they aren't providing healthcare. They're simply connecting you with the providers, and so they are bound only by the terms of service you accept by creating an account. HIPAA was signed into law in 1996, around the same time Bill Clinton was describing the internet as an information superhighway. Its authors never imagined all the ways the internet would revolutionize how we access healthcare. And so we've come to this place where most Americans believe their private health information is legally protected, but that's just not always true. In reality, many of the digital services we use have no greater legal obligation to protect information about our health than information about what TV shows we like to watch or what types of sneakers we want to buy. So the question is, are we okay with for-profit tech companies like BetterHelp setting the precedent around privacy and digital health services? Because that's where we're at. And one of the questions that I get all the time, yeah, because you're right, they know you intimately, <laughs> like so many things about you. And the question I get is like, how is this not a HIPAA violation? What is making this okay? So if you are my client and you're seeing me in my private practice, I'm your therapist, um, all the notes that I write on you is actually your property. That's all yours. You can go to your therapist. You can be like, give me my notes. And a therapist legally has to hand that over to you. That's all of your medical information. We need to give it. So if, a, if my client came in and was like, Jeff, give me all of the notes that you've been keeping on me, and I give it over to them, they could take all those, all that mental health information and they could sell it to an advertiser. They can give it to Facebook. As a client, you can do whatever you want with your, with your medical information. And that's what's happening when you sign up for better help. You're saying, okay, um, all of the like information that I'm providing to this therapist is mine. And now I'm giving it to you, better help. You can do whatever you want with it. So that's another way that they're able to get around it. And so one of my big things was like, oh, you know, I bet I can fuck over better help <laughs> if I can like, go to the state licensing boards in all of the states. I'd start with like California and New York and be like, okay, y'all, uh, therapists are seeing these clients and they know that the client information that we like ethically, legally have to keep confidential is being given to better help and, and given to like advertisers. Should these therapists be allowed to provide therapy on better help? Should these therapists be disciplined or have their like license taken away? Not that I want to get those licenses taken away, but maybe I can like put pressure on better help. Um, and the problem is, is that like what I just mentioned, it's the client information and they can hand it over. There also is somebody, something in HIPAA where like HIPAA is just like everything has to stay confidential unless maybe it's used for marketing purposes and it's anonymized. So like they also have that like gray area. There's so many things that are protecting better help. It seems, though, that like stepping back to harvest all of this personal information about somebody's mental health and then 
use it to make advertising revenue, it just feels wrong, right? Like, oh, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't sit well. It just doesn't feel okay. Um, that shouldn't be happening. Obviously, like if I was your therapist now, anonymizing your info and selling it to advertisers, I would lose my license, uh, and I should. Um, that just shouldn't be a part of the therapy process. But uh, we're in this like funky, weird, shitty, capitalist, whatever time where like that's okay, and they're incredibly protected, and they're going to probably continue to do that. And BetterHelp is... You know, they interacted with me a little bit by like leaving some comments on some of my TikTok videos. And now they have, they're just ignoring me, which is probably a very good business decision on their <laughs> end because, like, who the fuck am I? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you did, like, your TikToks had an impact when you were describing how they changed mm -hmm. their, you know, their privacy policy. I, for a hot second, I thought you were going to say they saw, you know, because of my TikToks, I got millions of views. And they changed their privacy policy for the better. But then it was like, oh, they just made it even more vague. <laughs> no, because of me, I made it worse for everybody. <laughs> but like pointing this out, they're just like, cool, we need to be real fucking shady now. So you're welcome, America. When I saw the news out of Texas, it had a really deep impact on me in a way that I almost can't even articulate why. There was something about the videos that were coming out of it that just really hit me in a way that, you know, you think that you're desensitized to tragedy and disaster, but something about those videos really stuck with me. And I think seeing like the live stream with an Apple logo on it, where I knew that young people were facing really scary circumstances, I really can't shake the, the, the deep, disturbed way that that the, how disturbing that was to me. Like, I, I, I don't know why I've not been able to sort of like move past it, but I have not. And when I woke up again and saw that Travis Scott was partnering with BetterHelp, that really, it just seemed like a cherry on top of this exploitation cake where these young people had really been deeply exploited in the deepest, deepest ways for profit, to, to make money for corporate interests, whether we're talking about Live Nation, Travis Scott, the organizers, Apple, streaming platforms, whatever. And then in the aftermath of that horrific, traumatic tragedy, what they were being offered was just another way to serve them up to be further mined and exploited. And it was, it was like it broke my brain. I couldn't even conceptualize the depths to how broken so many systems are, where that's the thing they're being offered. And even still, one month of it. So it's like, it's already <laughs> shitty what they're being offered, but it's not even that long. Some of these kids mm -hmm. probably have like complex PTSD. It takes longer than a month to treat that. What were your thoughts on that partnership? Oh, yeah, uh, garbage. I thought it was a dumpster fire. I thought it was, I, I felt the same way that you felt. So yeah, it's like a bunch of, you know, corporations creating trauma and then sending those traumatized kids to um, better help where they're going to like mine their data and make a ton of money. Uh, it's, it was disturbing. It was upsetting. And it reminded me of when better help used to, and I still think they kind of do this, but back in like 2018, 2019, they were going to all the therapist directories out there that attract, you know, the clients that are looking for therapists. And they were just trying to like either buy them up or quote unquote partner with them in order to like take all of their business um, and like direct those, those users into the better help ecosystem. Um, 
And so they approached me when I like uh, launched Therapy Den, and they're like, "Hey, can we go ahead and uh, take like therapist profiles and add them to your directory, so that if any of the like people that are using your directory that uh, you know find they could like find one of our better help therapists and then create services or create you know uh, start therapy with them." And every time uh, somebody signs up for, um, better help through therapy, then we'll pay you $300, um, which is a ton of money. Uh, and cause they were like, you could potentially make $80,000 a month because we've like made, had this deal, created this deal with other therapist directories that are the same size as yours. Uh, and I know those therapist directories and I know the owners and some of them are buddies of mine. So I was like talking to them about like what went on and, those therapist directories were like basically taken over and just used as like a funnel in order to like, you know, get even more people to sign up for better help. Uh, so you don't really own your therapist directory anymore. They just sort of like take it over um, because they put thousands and thousands, 20,000 different like therapist profiles or something like on, on your directory. Uh, and it's also like, <laughs> therapy done is about like matching people with like a good competent therapist that you know is a good fit and better help can't do that at all it's a therapy mill um so it didn't feel okay it allowed like lose control like it just didn't feel like a good match at all and i like started to that's when i started to like really learn about their privacy policy and the data mining and shit like that and I would imagine that like all the marketing that they do that BetterHelp does and all the podcasts and NPR and shit like that, all of those companies are probably getting like a very nice kickback because BetterHelp was like, hey, on average, we make $1,200. We bring in $1,200 when somebody signs up for BetterHelp. We are very much willing to like pay you $300 when we collect $1,200. Also, we're going to pay the therapist shit. So, like, it's not even like we have, like, too much of an overhead cost. You talk about how the therapists are just, not only are they not paid, what like, like a comparable amount that they can make in private practice or elsewhere, but also, you know, they're pay I, I learned from your TikToks, they're sometimes paid by the word. And so once they hit their word count, they kind of have to decide if they want to continue treating a client who very well may be in crisis, basically out of the goodness of their heart because they care about this client for free. Um, mm -hmm. clients can access their therapist 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which sounds really good in theory. But then you're like, should you have access to a therapist 24-7? I would say no, that maybe you should have some, some boundaries around how you access mm -hmm. your therapist. It's kind of stunning to hear about how much money they must be taking in via how much money gets spent, gets given to their actual therapists who are like doing the work of sustaining this platform. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the therapists are getting maybe around 30, a little less than $30 an hour. Um, ideally, if you're a therapist and you're seeing clients, you want to get at least $100 an hour. That's what we're like aiming for, if not more, if you live in like more expensive cities. Um, but BetterHelp is like, we will pay you up to $50 an hour if you work more hours per week. So if you work up to 50 hours a week, <laughs> you'll get our top pay, which is fucking 
bonkers. I don't even understand why that's a pay scale that exists. Like work 15 hours, get $30 or less an hour, work up to 50 hours a week more. I don't know. That's a whole fucking thing. I hate that. Uh, and then it's, they pay you based on word count. So you can't go over the word count that they like provide. If you do start like providing more support, if you start texting more support and going over the word count, you're working for fucking free therapist. They're not going to pay you for it. So maybe they're paying you $30 an hour, but it's actually a lot less if you like feel like you need to give even more support to that client. Um, and of course, just like Uber and Lyft or whatever, like you're not getting benefits, your contract, you're not like getting t paid time off, you know, like you have to provide all of your equipment and, you know, so it's just like, it's a bunch of bullshit <laughs> uh, that therapists are getting exploited and they're able to exploit these therapists that are usually like fresh out of grad school or just looking for a little part-time work or something. And yeah, 24 hour access to a therapist clinically, no, not okay. That's not creating self-reliance. Uh, you need to be able to kind of like go and do your thing and then be able to check back with your therapist. I understand why that's appealing though, but imagine, understand that that therapist with a caseload of like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 clients a week, you're, they're getting pinged all the fucking time. So there's no way that a therapist is able, but like a therapist must, has to, it's in their contract that they have to respond within 24 hours, no matter what uh, day or time it is, uh, which is not, uh, very realistic. Plus, um, <laughs> there's this like thing where like if there's if, if BetterHelp has like a flood of people signing up, they're like, okay, I know that you have a ton of clients, but will you take these new clients? We'll pay you more for these new clients, which sort of incentivizes therapists to drop their old clients they're not getting paid enough for in the first place to then take the new clients. It's such a stupid fucked up system. I hate it. Can you tell? It's so fucked up. And this is not how therapy, therapy is meant to be. This is not how it should mm -hmm. look to access mental mm -hmm. health care. And, you know, in, in the wake of the Astro World thing, it's like, it is a, it's like an exploitation layer cake where the clients, the potential clients are going to be exploited. The therapists running the site are being exploited. Everybody's being exploited except for the tech overlords who like are po possibly like making money from the people that are being referred from this tragedy. Honestly, talking to you has helped me make sense of why it made me so deeply, deeply angry and disgusted. Like I had such a visceral reaction. Also, just the use of the word partnership, like, you know, using this tragedy as a branding opportunity. I really mm -hmm. found it deeply, deeply, like just disgusting. And I think mm -hmm. talking to you has really made it so clear that yeah, that wasn't, I, that wasn't, I was almost about to say like an irrational response. That was a rational response because it is really fucked up and it is really disgusting. Yeah, it's a very rational response to a very irrational thing that's occurring. Totally. You described all these numbers of like caseloads of 40 or 50 mm -hmm. patients a week, which like, what a joke. How can you be providing like high quality of care? I haven't heard you say anything about like the evaluation process or, uh, you know, any sort of quality control, do you know if they do, um, like, I just have to imagine that the quality of care that patients are receiving is pretty low with a caseload like that. But is that something that they look at or measure or talk about? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I've never come across any sort of like data or survey about the quality of care. Um, so I don't know. And, uh, 
I just feel I feel bad for everybody involved. I feel really bad for the therapists that are getting burnt out, that are kind of like forced to work longer or more hours. Um, and this is, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I can say this. So, well, whatever. Um, maybe we'll cut it out. But <laughs> there's... Uh, <laughs> How can I say this? If you want to, uh, if you're somebody that's seeing a BetterHelp therapist and you really like like your therapist, because there's a ton of really great therapists on there, and this conversation is upsetting or disturbing you, if you wanted to ask your BetterHelp therapist if they have their own private practice and they are um, accepting clients, then that's something you can ask them and you can talk to them about. The BetterHelp therapists, obviously, are not allowed to be like, I have a private practice if you want to see me there. And, you know, even pay me, if you like pay that therapist the same amount that you're giving BetterHelp, then what you know, their hourly rate has doubled or tripled, you know, by that time. Um, so, so because I get a lot of like feedback like, oh, but I love my BetterHelp therapist. Well, stick with that BetterHelp therapist. I'm so happy for you. Also, maybe you can like see them in their private practice and get out of like better help if you want to. I think I can say that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Keep it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's good advice because it sounds like you're being so clear that you're not trying to say that better help doesn't have great kick-ass therapists on the platform, but that the platform itself does not support these therapists for so, to giving the best quality of care that they can. And so there might mm -hmm. be other ways to access that same therapist that you might love who is on BetterHelp in a way mm -hmm. where they're not being sort of set up to give you not as good, not as good of care as you could be getting otherwise. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And your therapist in their private practice probably won't sell all your personal mental health information. <laughs> to advertisers. Most likely they are not going to do that. <laughs> More after a quick break. of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discovery.com slash credit card. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. 
Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Let's get right back into it. Now, I'm not the only one who has a problem with BetterHelp's partnership with Travis Scott in the wake of the Astroworld tragedy. The response has not been good. And BetterHelp is working overtime to correct what they're calling misinformation about their platform. Now, it's worth noting that BetterHelp waited until the partnership got negative reactions online to clarify pretty basic details about the arrangement. Frankly, making patient protection seem like kind of an afterthought. They released an FAQ where they say that people who use the free month of BetterHelp services will not be billed after that month is up. And they say that Travis Scott isn't making any money from the partnership. Now, I've heard a lot of tech company corporate doublespeak in my day, and I'd like the company to clarify whether this also pertains to any business or philanthropic entities Travis Scott might be affiliated with. They also answer the frequently asked question, is information members enter on Better Health ever sold to advertising platforms or third parties? Now, they answer this with an emphatic no, period. But that can't be the whole story because on their own privacy policy, in the section called Purposes for which information is used, they say your information may be used to, quote, personalize website experience, including targeted offers and ads throughout our websites, third-party sites, and via email or text message. They also say, quote, we may share your information with any subsidiaries or parent companies within our corporate group. So who are these other companies in their corporate group? And what products are being advertised? Is BetterHelp using your personal mental information to buy ads or sell ads? Why rely on such vague language when discussing something as important as our health and privacy? I believe BetterHelp is intentionally exploiting vague language and gray areas in their privacy policies to mislead the public which under normal circumstances is bad, but it's especially egregious to do that after a tragedy. Do you feel like the public is owed a little bit of transparency about this partnership? I feel like especially given that the folks who were at that festival are, are, are like, a lot of them are young people. I feel like it is a public, like a public good for better help and or Travis Scott to say, hey, we're doing this therapy, this therapy partnership for folks who were impacted by this tragedy. Here's Who's making money on it? Here's how your data is going to be used. You know, here, like whether Travis Scott, BetterHelp, or both are making some sort of like cut or kickback. Do you feel like it's in the public interest to, for us to have that like information in a transparent way? Oh my God, 100%. Yes. And like in my most recent TikTok video that's uh, on Twitter and everywhere else, uh, I'm saying that like, what's going on? Like, let's be clear here. Who's getting paid? Uh, 
do how do you continue care after that one month how much is it going to cost in order to like continue like there's it's just all so murky uh, so yeah, I would love if there was more transparency around it, but the way that BetterHelp operates is just like, they're very good at like making shit real vague. Um, and, and unfortunately, whenever I push against them or anyone pushes up against them, they just get even more vague and more vague and get into that gray area. So hopefully this will like get more people, uh, to become concerned and ask them to be more transparent about what they're doing and the deal that's being set up with Travis Scott. Yeah. I just feel like we're in this age where things that technology that is meant to be like a wellness focused thing or a mental health focused thing. We're in this weird gray area where everything feels kind of scammy and like not really regulated. And so we have all of these apps that are sort of mental health ish or like wellness ish or like medical care ish. And you Mm -hmm. just have to act like, are these regulated? Are they safe? Am I actually getting good information from like a competent trained medical health professional? I wonder Mm -hmm. like, Do you feel the same way that we're in this sort of wild west where there are so many tech platforms offering us wellness or, you know, medical care, but in this very gray area way where they can sort of avoid having to answer some of these questions about, you know, the quality of care that you're actually getting? Oh, yeah. For sure. And and they're so savvy. They're so slick. They know exactly what they're doing. So you just kind of like give this like these ish services and it works well enough. And also, you know, uh, all these like podcasts or NPR or whoever, like it's such a good look for them. Like, oh, therapy, you know, like it looks like they're, it's so nice to quote unquote partner with them because it sort of like lifts their brand up. You know, so it's just like this feel good, lovely thing, but we don't know what's going on, like right behind the scenes. And NPR, fuck you, NPR. They're like, I hate that NPR is like running ads all over the place. I mean, it's all over Oregon with like NPR and OPB over here, where there's just, I'm constantly hearing better help. And I'm emailing NPR and Oregon Public Broadcast, I'm like letting them know, like, I want to be on your show. This is not okay. If you understood the values of this company, you would have a fucking aneurysm about it. But like, well, they're not responding to me and uh, they're not doing anything about it. So it's this weird like halo effect that happens when they do partner with these better help. And like, yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you said a mouthful. And I, and I, I know in the podcast space specifically, that BetterHelp has a, it's like one of those ubiquitous brands that you hear. If you listen to podcasts, you've definitely heard a BetterHelp mm-hmm. ad. And, and I have, mm-hmm. you know, friends and colleagues who I'm sure do BetterHelp ads. And I'm not trying to like call anybody out, but I also feel like you have to take a little bit of responsibility for the, for like, not, so you, it's not just a financial arrangement where they pay you and you read the ad if you sound like you're endorsing their their values and endorsing right. their practices, and if you're using your like NPR voice to make this <laughs> service seem really good and progressive and like a good like a good idea, like I do think we have to step back and ask some hard questions of ourselves about whether or not we're allowing brands whose values do not align with our own to be kind of brand washed by our mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. slick podcaster voice or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or be like the relationship that podcast listeners have with the, the, with their hosts, right? Like, I feel like it, like, it exploits the connection that listeners have with their favorite podcast host to make these, to make 
brands that are not so good uh, seem like they're actually aligned with their values, I guess. Mm -hmm. You said it totally, 100%. I, I keep on saying it, but like BetterHelp has one of the best marketing teams I've ever seen. They're so good. And they know exactly when to turn off their comments on TikTok videos. Because <laughs> like they Oh, they're totally fucking off because like <laughs> all the TikTokers are just like, whoa, we don't like this. This doesn't like, thank you, Jeff, for like being transparent and like, un like explaining their privacy policy. We're going to spam all their TikTok videos and you can't. They block everybody. Like they know how to turn all that shit off. Um, so yeah, I think podcasters and everyone with their NPR voices like really need to think about. And also like, I fucking guarantee all these podcasters are not getting their therapy through better help like no way are they actually doing that uh so yeah you got me all riled up i agree it's interesting you mentioned the you know the halo effect there and it you know this moment that we're in where there are all these potentially scammy ish mental health services and it's it's like mental health it, it's only sort of recently become a thing that we all are talking about and acknowledging as like something that needs to be dealt with, but it's still like a very private personal thing. Uh, and I, I wonder if that like contributes to the, the viability of scams like this, what, you know, maybe it's a scam, maybe it's not, but like when an actor is going to participate in delivering mental health services, but not respect that like privacy piece of it and just, you know, completely violate those norms in pursuit of profit. Uh, it's a, a pretty dangerous tech enabled place. One of the good things is that it's sort of like breaking it's it, mental health stigma is, is like reducing. Uh, so that's, a, that's also one of the things that's like a good thing that's happening, but at what cost? Uh, because there's like so much information and data sharing and like ads being directed more towards you because of this. So like, yay for accessibility, yay for like destigmatization. Um, but like, this is like profiting these huge tech companies so much and it's so upsetting and it's so disturbing and we need to talk even more about it. Well, I mean, so we, we, we don't fuck with better health, but as we know, like it can be so hard to get access to a therapist. So like, what are some alternatives to services like better health that might be a little less scammy uh, and exploitative if folks out there want to access mental health services, but don't know where to start? Um, I mean, I'm biased, but I love therapyden.com. Uh, <laughs> start there. There's another therapist directory that I am in love with, uh, inclusivetherapists.com. Um, same sort of vibe and mission and values as therapydem.com. Um, the thing is, is like you kind of have to be um, okay or understand, accepting of the fact that like this is going to be a journey for you. Finding a therapist is going to take some time. And the reason it's going to take time is because you need to find somebody who's a really good match and who can competently uh, treat you. So you're going to have to like interview three, four, five, ten therapists possibly to like find somebody who's a good match for you. It's grueling and it sucks and I don't like it. But starting at therapyden.com, inclusivetherapist.com, even just like Googling somebody, you know, like trying or going to psychology today. Um, dot com to like go through their therapist directory 
find a therapist that's in private practice, uh, you'll like the um, the quality of care is through the roof compared to the quality of care that you get from BetterHelp, just because of the way that BetterHelp is like set up. Um, so have some patience. Um, really educate yourself. Ask all of the questions that you want, like. How can you competently train me? What's your background? But also, like, if you want, you can be like, uh, are you married? Do you have kids? Are you from this city? Where do you hang out? Um, what, what do you think about, uh, like, who's your favorite sports team? Do you garden? Whatever the fuck you want. Like, are you, like, ask all the questions. Therapists don't have to answer all these questions. But I want you to ask all the questions that will make you feel more comfortable um, talking to that therapist. Ask them, like, do you diagnose? What do you think my diagnosis might be? What is treatment going to look like? Um, are you cool? Uh, whatever you need to do. Uh, so you need to start therapyden.com, wherever the hell you want to start, and then understand that you have to, like, go on a journey. Honestly, if it was not for your TikToks, I would not have known any mm. of this. Like, I, I don't think there's a lot of resources out there to help people understand companies or platforms mm -hmm. like better health. And so I'm so I'm so glad that you're making the content that you are because I think that you're helping people take ownership over their or you're empowering people to advocate for themselves and take ownership over how they access these services. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful for you. Uh where can folks keep up with you? Yeah, so you can look for search for therapy den on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. Um I am also, uh, I produce a podcast called Swoon, Love Lessons with Julie and Gina. So Julie and Gina are um, sex therapists and experts. And every now and then I'll hop on and be on a podcast episode with them. Um, so you can find me there talking, like giving love advice. I'm an amazing at giving love advice. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's where you can find me, um, and you can personally email me at hello at therapyden.com if you have any questions. The Astral World disaster has turned into a hotbed of conspiracy theories. In our next episode, we'll hear from researcher Abby Richards about why this tragedy has resulted in satanic panic on social media platforms like TikTok. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech, or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangodi.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangodi.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 